Resistor Sisters. Destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. I haven't accomplished anything alone, but I was fortunate to be part of a revived feminist movement. I think uh, anyone who's not a feminist is, is an insane person. This was not just a lewd conversation. This wasn't just locker room banter. This was a powerful individual speaking freely and openly about sexually predatory behavior. At a time when we have self-driving cars and computers that sit on your wrist, women still make only 79 cents for every dollar a man makes. And if I have to listen to one more gray-faced man with a $2 haircut explain to me what rape is, I'm gonna lose my mind. And now, Resistor Sisters. Welcome to Resistor Sisters Radio. This is episode five. The real episode five. Not the fake <laughs> episode five that I called episode four. And I'm the suit in Cleveland. I apparently can't count to five. <laughs> Joining me is my friend from Minneapolis, Heidi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, I, maybe math might not be our strong suit. It's not that strong. We're, we're talking about the math okay. of an English major. The math That's of an okay. English major. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. And joining me is Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, hailing from D.C. Math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this as an art major. Uh, you were an art major? Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, Once. I went to I went to Parsons School of Design. I never told you that. No. Oh my God, that's oh! Did you did you know uh, what's his name? Getting yes. to know you, Tim. Did you know Tim? Did you know? Oh my Tim? God, <laughs> Tim. Tim! I knew a Tim. I don't know oh. if it's the same Tim. You know, on Project Runway. Oh, Tim. No, I, I, no that I could be <laughs> Tim's mother. For God's sake. <laughs> I doubt that very seriously. I could be Tim's grandmother if I worked, if I no. started younger than I did. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Matt what was, was your major? What was your major, Heidi? My major in in college at the University of Minnesota was sociology of law, criminology, and deviance, and I was one class away from a political science minor. Oh, wow! So I was a minor in sociology. And so. my master's degree is in criminal justice leadership. Oh, <laughs> getting to know, <laughs> getting to know you. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's why I'm addicted to true, true crime podcasts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, see, so uh, see, I, I know that all kinds on... of information about serial killers. So yeah, I had to know Heidi. Like I you're had a, good a friend person. Heidi that was on the, um, you know the. The murder squad. What's the police murder squad? What are they called? I can't think of the name. Anyway, mm. when when people get killed, homicide unit, that's the word. <laughs> the homicide unit. Look at me. I'm just the goofy artist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for helping me with the English language. Very much right. I have trouble with that too. But anyway, he was on oh. homicide, right? And he was like, "Yeah, well, we don't do it like that. We just kind of." see who's closest and see if we can get somebody to confess. We don't dust for, you know, DNA. That's what he said like 10 years ago. So 
Yeah, well. Things might have changed a little bit, I'm hoping. (laughs) I'm hoping, yeah. Yeah. I guess it kind of depends on what the crime was, you know. One of the coolest shows on TV is 48 Hours. It's kind of a, you know, not the mm. not the news program one, but the 48 Hours where they try to, you know, solve, solve a murder in, within 48 hours. It's actually pretty cool. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but enough of my proclivities. How are you doing today, Susan? <laughs> uh, I'm doing better. My I'm, my breathing is really getting better, so I'm I'm really happy. Um, I don't breathing know. Breathing is good. Yeah, breathing helps to live and stuff, but you know I've kind of had a congestion. But the whole, the whole, um, I'm very happy with um, Linda Belcher reclaiming the seat. So yes. I'm going to use some math. Good. There good. was an 85, <laughs> and I, I hope I got this right. There mm-hmm. was an 85 point swing in the district mm. she won in Kentucky. So okay. she was a former state legislator who lost her sweet her seat during the Trump landslide in Kentucky. Oh, um, oh, and wait, hold on, hold on. What? I gotta I gotta call timeout. Mm. I would prefer to call it a Trump mudslide. <laughs> that would be far, yeah, or a spray tan slide. I don't know. Is there such a thing? <laughs> mudslide. <laughs> Cheeto slide? Cheeto, Cheeto slide, don't they? Kind of. Red clay um, mud slide. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Um, okay. But she won this, she won the um, the seat 68% to 32% against her uh, opponent, whose name is Rebecca Johnson. I guess she's, she's tweeted, this Johnson person's tweeted like anti-Muslim crap, blah, blah, blah. But Trump won this district by 49 points in 2016, and she won the won this by 36 points. So if math serves me correctly, that is an 85-point swing nice. in the state of fucking Kentucky. So Kentucky. Yeah. I, I, one of the, there's so much that's great about this. One, you know, we, we've been we and so many other people have been talking about a blue tsunami. There is that. But I just love the fact that she lost her seat due to the Trump mudslide. Yep. Mm-hmm. And sadly, and I say sadly because I don't like to see anybody commit suicide. I want to oh. make this really clear. Yeah, yeah. Her husband did commit um, her opponent. Yeah, Rebecca Johnson. Or the guy who the guy who took her place, the guy right. who took her place mm-hmm. in that in that election, committed suicide after it was revealed that he had a little issue with kids. Yep. Um, he, 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 he did yeah, he did a big issue with kids. Yeah. Um, he was accused of molesting a seventeen-year-old girl, and his his widow, this this Rebecca woman that Heidi mentioned, ran for the seat. Right. And mm-hmm. I I sort of feel like. While we're watching all these special elections happen and we're getting seats back, this one feels like, to me, the people of Kentucky sort of felt like, yeah, maybe we made a mistake. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have voted her out of office. Yep. I'd like to have her back. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I would, it would be interesting to see if it was a case of the people who voted for Johnson sitting home and saying, screw it, 
I don't like her, Johnson, and I, I'm lukewarm about Belcher, so I'll stay home. Or they did go to vote, those people, because typically Republicans vote in every election. And they went to the other side and voted for the Democrat instead of the Republican, because that's a huge margin of victory. I mean, that's that's amazing. That's just insanity. That's I mean, that's like my district going for radical right wing Republican. That's just not going to ever happen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just amazing to see that a little bit more than that, though. Um. I don't know if you guys follow a fellow named Kyle Griffin on the Twitter. Yes. I follow him. I love him. <laughs> but uh, yesterday, he he posted this, and it, here's what he said. Um, she won the Kentucky, the Kentucky uh, House Delegate 49 special election, defeating her Republican opponent with over 68% of the vote. That district had 72% of the vote. Wow. In 2016. So... That's only 4% of people who stood home. This this says a lot, especially considering it was a special election. Sure. I so mean, nobody... are getting involved. I don't want to say nobody turns out for special elections, but this is a special election. 68% of the people in that district showed up. That's yeah. really big to me. It is, because that means that the tides are turning and maybe apathy is not the default, I'm hoping. I, I don't think great? apathy is the default. Well, that's why people show up. People are interested, yeah. you know? Like, I think in Interestingly, some right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's happening in Oklahoma, Kansas. So it's not an outlier um, that it's only happening in districts that are either really purple or... You know, where a, a Republican won in a heavily Democratic district last time, and now they went back to the Democrat. 20 yes. of the seats in these special elections have went to de- Democrats in very heavily Republican areas. Actually, it's the 37th seat that flipped from red to blue. This Right, but yeah, some of them, because um, there was a, I think it was CNN or MSNBC, I, sometimes they blur in my head, but he was talking about... 20 of them were heavily Republican. The other ones were like one time a Democrat won, wins, sometime a Republican wins, the next time it'll be the day. So it's more of that in that purple region. We're, we're taking them back. We're taking oh, yeah. This is happening. And yeah. um, I, I know we're going to be talking about Parkland tonight. I yeah. think, sadly, I, we're going to be able to capitalize on that. Politically, I think the Absolutely. tides are turning, and I'm excited about that because I have to say, like, um, it's deeply personal with these shootings. And if we have time, I'd like to talk about the fact that I have friends that have been in a shooting situation, you know, and it, it's hard. But it's hard when people don't, when people stand up and talk about it and say, yeah, we want gun control. It's exciting. You know, I'm excited right. about this. Right. Listening to these kids speak out, I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much Not for just not saying we're sad. Right. Thank you for saying I, this I, is political yeah. and let's go. Let's get this happening here. Let's change things. It works And they don't seem the to world. be letting up. Yeah, yeah they don't seem to be letting nice. up. And, and, yeah. 
All over the world, I people mean, have this problem contained, except for us. And it's ridiculous that we think we're this special little snowflake that that can have guns and people won't get hurt. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you when you said you have a... Yeah. I think this... This is something else that excites me because mm -hmm. Missouri, week week or two ago, one election flipped that House seat, and mm -hmm. here we have another Democrat in another House seat, and and you know we we saw what happened in Virginia this November. The tsunami. It's important when it comes to our Congress people in 2018 mm -hmm. that are on the federal level. But it's really, really incredibly important that we start taking back state houses because this is where all of the bad legislation comes from. Mm -hmm. Florida, Florida is like where they they they're using that as a test ground for all of these, you know, anti-gun control laws. So, yeah, I'm, well, I'm excited too. And you know, Florida. Florida. So, you know, they <laughs> yesterday they they decided they were not going to allow the the vote on the gun control measure. Um, but yesterday they were really busy making sure to pass a law that says that or pass a bill rather that says that pornography is a public health risk. So yeah, jacking the beanstalk. That. Yeah. So jacking <laughs> the beanstalk is a public health issue but Ooh. so so don't do that but you can buy this ak-47 or this ar-15 or whatever um that's not a problem and, yeah. and today they also did one other thing i think it was what i got in god we trust was there i saw something briefly before we came on air about uh, the, them passing legislation to put in God we trust at the state state house or some crap. Um, yeah. And I was, I, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, you can go and look to Roy Moore and figure out that that probably won't stand. Yeah, the Supreme Court. But why? Why? But here's my issue with it: is why fucking bother? Does this help somebody that lives in Florida? who's sending their kid off to school tomorrow going, am I seeing my kid when, when I get mm -hmm. off of work today? Is my kid going to be dead? Does it help put food on someone's table in Florida if in God we trust is at the goddamn state house? And I'm so sorry, but jacking off to porn doesn't hurt anybody as long as that's no. all they're doing. Oh, so to call it a public health wait, 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 No, 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 no. It, it, it does hurt. Well, the men I mean, who get caught right. by their constituents. Right. Well, but what I'm saying is, and I, I mean, the, and I know pornography worse. is a larger problem, but what I'm saying is, you know, to get, gra or maybe not to get graphic, if you're sitting there, you know, pulling the pud at your, at your computer and then you walk away and that was it, you just needed the release, that's fine. Then that's on. That's go. You know, go to town, baby. Go to town. Well, see, I, but I don't understand. Like that's, yeah. I mean, if that's where you end it, that's nothing. But it that is not going to kill you unless you somehow have a heart attack or something during this, <laughs> this thing. Doesn't hurt you anyone know, unless you've got some some junk under your nails, right? Right. Right. So, I, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where 
you know, and it, well, it happens here in Minnesota, you, too. Yeah, you appreciate the numbers. How many people have died in sex-related incidents that didn't have heart-related oh. problems oh, already? Oh, God. The, no one know. dies. Like, 19 people don't die at an orgy and they're like oh my god all these people died at the orgy no unless i guess you know what i mean yeah unless you're part of the manson family and those orgies bring you to something else however However. that's an outlier this is ridiculous that yeah it is ridiculous that this is where florida Mm -hmm. is going and florida i'm sure is not the only state no, well, that, that's seems, the thing. Let me like tell you. It's a distraction. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait. It seems like it's a distraction to appease evangelical voters. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, see, that's the thing. Texas is very, um, very conservative, and they obviously love their guns. But the thing is, there is an anti-dildo like law <laughs> on the books. Still, I swear to you. By- I swear to you. Like didn't, it's illegal to have a dildo in Texas, <laughs> dude. Oh, for fuck's sakes! Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna just give you a thirty second rant. Okay. When thirty seconds, just uh, you can time me. Okay. When Dave and I travel to the south, and we've done this several times, we'll travel. We've traveled to to um, Nashville. We went to it. We drove to Atlanta. We, you know, we go through Texas to get to New Mexico because it's quicker than going through the stupid mountains. Well, you leave your dildo in Oklahoma. <sighs> As we're driving, you know what we see on the freeways? Rain knows what I'm going to say. What, what, Is it the spas? No, no, Oh, I thought you were talking about the... Because in Atlanta, there's a whole bunch of spa buildings. This is is on on the freeways, on the highways, when you travel through the south. Adult superstores, which are gigantic. Mm. Oh yeah! Oh, we got next them. to we got them. Yeah, next those to those either are the spas. Those are the spas. Ne- next to one of two things: either a gigantic cross, <laughs> the size of a fucking skyscraper, or a church. Mm. I shit you not. Mm-hmm. I shit you not. Every damn time. Mm-hmm. I and I, I mean, are you kidding me with this? With the dildo thing. I mean, on the freeway, so in case I have a need as I'm driving my car down the street and I think, you know, I need my clock cleaned, let me pull over and, you know, I feel bad about this, I'm going to go repent. Oh, for fuck's sakes. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Rant over. Okay, I'm done. I'll tell you what. There have been times, and I'm, there have been times when when we go back down to Atlanta. Oh, God, is this going to be a masturbation story? No. (laughs) No. Do you I'm want sorry. one? No, 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 no. The, the show for She'll a different time. Up. We'll have a sex show. She'll we'll have a sex show. One. We'll save we could have the sex we'll episode. Sex the sex episode. We'll have a sex episode. There, there are times. There's two things I want to say. There are times when I see. There's one particular adult store I see in my head right now. I think it's on 85. And there have been times when I wanted to pull over, walk inside, and can you and ask the proprietors? Can you tell can me I where the nearest him? evangelical church is? <laughs> And you know it's going to be within like a mile. It's like right next door. It's within walking distance. You know what it is. Not far from where that place is. Just up the road from there. And we always love to see this. There is, um, there's like a small strip mall off of, I think it's 85. It, It doesn't matter, but it's the interstate. And so there's like a smoke shop. And then there's like this big shoe shop. It's right mm-hmm. the exit right before this adult store that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. 
and it's something something shoes and then underneath it it says jesus loves you llc <laughs> i have always wanted to go into that place because i want to again i want to see dl have fucky pumps oh my they god do. of course they do and of you know course. what they there's something you i'm not trying have? to denigrate the south i i don't <clears throat> i'm not here to denigrate the south but there is something very strange with the fact that i'm from i'm from new york you're Suze, you're up there in ohio, ohio. Heidi, you're up there ohio and uh i don't see all these adult spas no. and all these we billboards don't have adult and spas but we do have like the 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 hotel then the stripper place then like they're selling gravestones next door there's a cemetery nearby <laughs> and a hotel well, and then the port and then like the roller an skating the place where i go <laughs> so so for us we have, you know, we have the usual, you know, the itchy kitty, you know, where you, you can dance oh, and you can see the scars. I wish. Um, we have Deja Vu, which is, I mean, but these are in the city. Like, downtown is where most of them are. Yeah. There's, I think there's one in St. Paul. Um, and then outstate, there is one that I know of. And we have a, I mean... We're not talking a million of them, but none of them are on the goddamn freeway. <laughs> not also, one of them. They're also not, at least in my experience, they're not disguised as, here, come get a massage. No. Hello, truckers, no. welcome. There's no. something. There is very, no happy ending at the end. Well, I guess there could yeah, be. Yeah, there's, I mean, I, you know, New York has them. And it, Sex World here closed a couple of months ago. So the place where you could ride the nine foot golden dildo is gone. So that's, that's kind of so sad. sad. I don't have I know. Those no, you, it was it was like you could ride it like a you know when you were a kid and you would ride the pony at the grocery oh store. So you put in like three or four, and then you ride this. It's very funny. Um, one of my fr we brought one of my friends there who's a little. I love her to death. Don't get me wrong, but she's a little prudish. So she was drunk. We brought her in there and we threw her on top of it, threw some money in there, and she, <laughs> uh, and she can't run for office ever. No, so or ever never, ever in her never. You've ruined her <clears throat> political career. So I guess the bottom line for me is that I think it's stupid what Florida's doing because I personally don't think that pornography is a public health hazard. No. Unless it's child pornography and then right. it's a health yeah. hazard for the children. Right. Yeah. And that's a different that's a different thing. And that I am would be a federal law. With yeah. Something somebody being a consenting adult sure. being in pornography. Right. That's and yeah. quite honestly, as long as that film or whatever you're looking at has con and this is to me, this is the key, consenting. If you're right. watching a, a pornographic film and it contains consenting adults and you're watching it with consent go have a good time right yeah. like a stormy daniels movie you know whatever <laughs> yes stormy is very happy with what she does there's no sun up in the sky <laughs> stormy weather <laughs> is that what you wanted that's oh, it. that I I know I shouldn't laugh, but that just makes as me long laugh. As Every you time happy. you play that song, it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it makes me happy, you know. It makes so, me happy. Yay to Linda Belcher! Yay I, I to Linda. I want to make this clear that this is not the same Linda Belcher mm -hmm. who is on Bob's Hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. She, she has dark hair. 
But she also has glasses. Yes. And she's probably got maybe a couple of years on each. You know, they're not the same age, I don't think. I don't it could know. be related. It could, maybe. it could be. But maybe they're sisters. <laughs> I swear to you, when I, was, when I was looking up Linda Belcher, everybody was posting this, this woman from Bob's Burgers. And it took yeah. me about an hour to be like, oh, uh, I should have watched Bob's Burgers it. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. Oops. And the health inspector's in love with her. Anyway. <laughs> so what do you think about um, teachers? They've got a hard enough job inspiring the young. Let's make them yeah. armed, too. My sister's a teacher. I don't want her taking a gun to school. This is ridiculous. You, you, know? you know, so I, I, I posted on my page, I think it was yesterday, a, a list, and it was... A, a stolen list from a friend and I kind of added some stuff and I, I belong to several debate pages online on Facebook and I posted it at, in one spot and on one page um, and I never got a response from the conservatives not one mm-hmm. it's been 36 hours and it or ish 36 ish hours Nothing. I I got the there should be AK forty sevens or um, not, I'm sorry M M sixteens and it's it's like okay but the, the the issues with arming teachers are several. There's so many. Mm-hmm. But I, let me just start from the beginning. One of the issues is I loved some of my teachers when I was in high school, elementary school, and middle school, and others they could you know be set on fire. They were not <laughs> nice people, but. I think maybe one of them I would be okay having a firearm. And I don't mean that in a all the rest of them couldn't. But what I mean is it would have been somebody that wasn't going to freak out. It was going to be somebody who's going to be strong. But he, in this case a he, wouldn't have been able to be everywhere. And the other teachers, there were two that could barely see, you know, the giant Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> One guy was missing both his thumbs. Don't ask me why. Um, I Because I don't know why. But Was he the shop you know. teacher? No, oh the shop. God. No, the shop teacher had like four <laughs> four fingers, and they were all on his left hand. So his right hand was a club. I shit you not. Aww. So, but but anyway. So and then there was two teachers I had, and and rem- uh, my graduating class was fifty two people. So I didn't oh, have a gigantic. Wow, class. mine was fifty. Oh my God, are you serious? Mine I am was serious. Like four hundred or five hundred dudes. Yeah, my I, I school. Know- my school, uh, getting to know you. Getting to know you. <laughs> my school was kindergarten through 12th. Oh, oh wow. mine, mine was, That's but tiny. wasn't when I went. Yeah. That's a tiny When I say 50, that included our Japanese exchange student. Wow. We had, <laughs> a, Finnish, we had a Finnish exchange student, which so, is really difficult to say. We had like say. 500 or 400. I forget because high school is just this memory, but that I don't think of ever, like ever. But anyway, um, the most of the school well, teachers were in kind of an arrested state of development. Like they were just like in denial that they weren't really 14 or 15 anymore, but they were sweet, wow. but I don't want them to have guns. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and for, for my, for I'm my so school, happy. there were so many that were like that aging hippie thing or a couple, they of were not many. Yeah. Or they were like, older than like one year younger than god if he exists yeah. you know yeah. seriously if I one jump of, in 
Sure. Mm-hmm. My school, and I am actually friends with a few of my teachers now on Facebook. I've gotten to hang out with them again. I didn't realize it at the time, but like my music teacher, he when I was 16, mm-hmm. he, this was one of his first jobs out of college. Sure. So he yeah, was like 24, 25. Um, and that was in the 80s. And then, you know, I had teachers who they came up. They came up through the ranks in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time that so many of these teachers were really kind of 70s radicals. Yes. In a really good way. I didn't know that until later. Like, I get friend requests. I'm like, oh, Miss Bartolotta is friending me. I really sucked in her Spanish class. <laughs> I, I re- she had me for detention once. But mm-hmm. So I had teachers. I had teachers who I just, they were teachers at the time. And now we're getting to know each other on a more personal level. Right. Do you want them to have guns? No. They didn't want guns then. They don't want guns now. Right. None of them were from the gun culture. Every single one of them was from... I went to a very conservative high school. The only person that stood up and said I didn't believe in the death penalty back in, in like, 86 or 87. You go, girl. My whole class was like, no, we need to kill people that murder. And I'm like, you know, I don't think so. I can't, if unless it's completely red-handed, like soul, you know, (laughs) offhand. But I'm just saying, like, unless it's completely red-handed, you just can't kill people for murder. And I was the only person in that conservative high school that believed that well that class particular class but it's, it's there were not a lot of liberals conservative high school looking back because i've mentioned i it was a very rural high school mm-hmm. in in a very very small community in new york and i do believe that a lot of the people were conservative i don't think that they realized that many of the teachers weren't conservative oh yeah and it was never uh, a conservative versus non you know a conservative versus liberal thing these were teachers that were just teaching and um just to bring this back around to the what's happening in parkland and all around the country parkland in particular Mm -hmm. i don't know and i don't care if that community is conservative or not what those teachers have done is they've taught these kids yeah. They've taught these kids to speak their truth. And and I think the thing that I really, really identify with is when I hear them speak, I feel like, yeah, I had teachers who told me to speak my truth, even in some of the very, very darkest points of my life up until that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it's, it's amazing. I guess it, this whole Parkland thing, I just keep thinking about so many of the teachers not all of them i mean we had that one science teacher who he came back from vietnam yeah something wasn't right with him sure but you know these kids are being taught by teachers who don't want or need to have a gun in their classroom and the fact that people like newt gingrich in particular, and then today, we heard from Orange Marmalade. He actually told those kids and those parents from Columbine and Newtown and 
Parkland. He actually said to them, I would like to see teachers armed. He told them that today. Yeah. And I'm I'm really <clears throat> amazed that these um that these people from Sorry, I went off on Marjorie a Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School are coming forward and talking, which is great. Like cuz I really have noticed the last couple places that they haven't come forward and said this is political. It's more than just well. I'm and sorry. they're and they're they're actually saying that they're they're a lot of them are saying they're not trying to make it political, meaning a left versus right or a right versus left. It's for them. It's exactly. like that's not what matters. What and if if you yeah. watch CNN and if you watch MSNBC, they both are very good about having someone on that's on that's and both of them have had Republicans on besides their typical their usual pundits like Steve Schmidt and Michael Steele and you know those types of people but they've had like former congressmen who were Republican and that type of thing say mm. we need to do this we can't do this anymore um but you know I want to do one of the um, one of the. I've got lots of sound clips from Parkland kids. I want to do the first one I have, um, Alfonso Calderon. So let me just run that so we can. Okay. Get, here you go. The way people today have greeted us or not greeted us, as acknowledged by Ryan, is that we aren't being taken seriously enough. Now, I personally don't know the steps that we're going to have to take, but once we figure that out, we're going to take them, and you better believe we're going to take them as soon as possible. Because although we are just kids, we understand. We know. We are old enough to understand financial responsibilities. We are old enough to understand why a senator cares about re-election or not. We are old enough to understand why someone might want to discredit us for their own political purposes. But we will not be silenced. It has gone on long enough that we, just because we are kids, we are not allowed to understand. But trust me, I understand. I was in a closet, locked for four hours with people who I would consider almost family, crying and weeping on me, begging for their lives. I understand what it's like to text my parents, goodbye, I might never ever get to see you again, I love you. I understand what it's like to fear for your life. And I don't think we should ever be discredited because of that. I don't think we should ever be silenced because we are just children. I feel like that is powerful and it is one of the only reasons this movement is where it is right now. Yeah, and I'm, mm. I'm I powerful. Found um, that really moving. Yeah. Did you did you both get a chance to watch them today when they were giving all their speeches? There was there was one kid. Yeah, there was. I think what was it like seven kids, seven um, teenagers? Was it Rain? I think so. Does that sound like the right number? I I don't know. I mean, I, I just I literally four, I have five more. So. I grabbed as many as I could, but this yeah. is one of the kids who was speaking there in Tallahassee today. Right. And he is he is so right Alfonso about the fact that we Calderon. should not diminish them because right. they're younger than us. Right. There was another Sorry. one. It was a it was a um another boy or young man, I guess. And he was talking about he it sounded like he was in like a theater room or something that's it, kind of how what it sounded like like a sound room and there were people knocking on the door and he let let a bunch in and 
And I guess because of where he was, he was pacing and they could see him. Mm. And they thought because he he did actually, if you look at him, he does fit the general mm. description. The hair color is not correct, mm -hmm. but he does fit the general description. He had on the right colored shirt and he oh. was about the right height kind of thing. And and when the police or the, the FBI broke in, they had they had him on the on the floor and they had him like separated and were you know to make sure that he wasn't the shooter and i and he understood and i understand why they would do that but his terror was oh my god they think it's me and they're gonna kill me sure and i mean that's the you know, you know and everybody's stories and and i know you have a lot more clips on this and they're all just amazing but you know that stuck out to me because it's like it's not just the fact that the school shooter could kill you Oh, it could yeah. be that you look like the sh the school shooter and the police are going to kill you because sure. they don't know and they don't know what you could have. They don't know if you're set with me. I mean, they just don't know and they don't know if you're an accomplice or what you are, but you fit a description and his description is probably, I would imagine maybe, a, you know, 10% of the kids that were fleeing probably sure. looked similar or wearing similar clothing. Yeah. Well, doesn't that go down to how important it is to have a well-trained police department that is really attached to its community? Right. And Parkland's not that large. So it's not like here where they couldn't attach to, you know, it wouldn't be easy for them to attach to a high school of like 2,000 kids or 3,000 kids. There, I think... I think I, it's I, pretty big. I, I thought the school, the, the school itself is larger but the community itself isn't that large. And the point that um, I'm trying to make is, is having, and this is a little bit separate from the shooting itself, the point that I'm trying to make on a bigger level mm -hmm. is having police officers that, um, and, and this is something we can talk about on another show, having police officers that live and police within the community that they are supposed to protect. Oh, I've right. always been pro that. You know, when they, when yeah. they, moved Cleveland Cleveland police officers if they allow them to live in the suburbs I'm totally right. against that because then you get people coming in here and saying thinking they're well that's they just think they're better you know yeah and and in the day I think it was the day after the shooting I, I think it was the Broward County police officer he came out he knew um the the coach uh, mm -hmm. thief right Right. He said, you cannot find a better man. He was a right. wonderful man. He knew him because mm -hmm. of local policing. And I don't blame the kid that you're talking about for being terrified. I don't. Oh, no. Because, you know, quite honestly, it's it's terrifying to be in, in, a, in a situation where there's terror. Sure. Where you don't know where to turn. Like, I, I had a friend in, um, that was at Case during the shooting. And she was working on campus. She was working in the business building. And I had to look up what, um, what year this was because it was so long ago. But I remember um, it was the Peter B. Lewis building on case on, on the college campus. And that was May 5th, 2003. That's how long ago that was. And I forget how she was communicating with people, but I know... I, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a shooting on case. I had a friend that was working there. I was in a state of terror, and I wasn't even in that situation. She was under her desk for hours. 
until things cleared up, you know? It's, it's, it's scary. And I have... Okay. Um, we have another five minutes. But I do want to play... No, um, you put that up, though. That's, it's important. You it's will important be affected. To- if, if they don't change these laws, you will be affected. Everyone will be affected by, you know, these... By shootings. It's I mean, scary. I swear to God, I'm going to bring up 9-11. I know we have five minutes left. I'm going to bring up 9-11. Mm-hmm. I was in New York City on 9-11. I didn't know where to turn. Sure. I had deep fear in my heart. I went into St. Patrick's Cathedral because I thought, oh, that could be safe. And then I realized, no, it's St. Patrick's Cathedral. It's not safe. I have to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I I identify with what those kids went through and, and actually what the story you just told, Suze. Yeah. And and obviously my dogs identify too so much. They that. do. My, my half-brother was in um, September 11th. He was, he had to walk across the bridge. Like, yeah. He was terrified, it's, you know? It's that feeling where there is something bad happening and we don't know what to do or where to go. The thing is that after 9-11, like it or not, there were systems put in place. Mm -hmm. There were security measures put in place. And we don't have those security measures put in place. Not after Columbine, not after um, Pulse, not after Las Vegas, not after Sandy Hook, and not after Parkland. You know, I was going to say, well, a couple of things. First... Uh, one of my Facebook friends, we've been friends for, I don't know, for a very long time. <clears throat> she was actually in the Aurora shooting. She was in that theater that was I'm shot. Sorry, I forgot uh, that. But Aurora, yes. Aurora. Well, I'm sorry, what? What did you that say? That was the Batman movie, right? Right, I right. I to mention Aurora. I'm sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she was she was there when that happened when he came in through the smoke bombs. She was hit. She, obviously, she didn't die, um, but she has a bullet lodged in her back oh that they can't remove because if they do, she could either be paralyzed or she could be dead. It's like that in that spot where you can't really do much about it. So, but she went through the trial, the whole thing with with uh, the shooter. I won't mention his name, sure. but she lives with serious PTSD to this day. She like when this, you know, whenever shooters are mentioned, um, and Rain, you've been on my page for a while. You'll see me every once in a while if something like this comes up. I will put a note on my on my page and I will mention her name and I will say get off Facebook now or don't look at anything on Facebook now, just get off. And there's a lot of us that will do that for her. And she's getting better, but before it would literally, she would have to go into hiding for three weeks after a shooting like this. Because that was was how badly it affected her. The smell, the sound, the feeling, the terror, serious issues. you know, I do, and I've, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, that I do um, suicide prevention and mental health awareness. One of the people that I met through my organization that I volunteer with is was someone who wa- who is in Connecticut and was part of the team that went to Connecticut to do um, um, grief counseling after Sandy Hook. <clears throat> and some of the stuff that she, you know, so she can't really discuss... This is what this person said. This was this is what this person said. But she was able to say, 
the grief that those people will ha- have now will never go away. Like there will be long lasting effects, whether it is walking into a school building, hearing something fall, even though they weren't in a shooting, just the idea of that, you know, everything that day was, you know, extremely, you know, in your face, everything was a blur and how awful it was for, for those kids, obviously, but for the people that are left behind. But as Rain was saying, after 9-11, you can't get on the plane without them pretty much strip searching you and, and mm-hmm. gl- you know, using a gloved hand. Um, some guy got on a plane and tried to light his shoes on fire. Now we have to take our shoes off to get on yeah. an airplane. And I remember, and have you the- know what I do now? I make sure that my feet are really stinky and I got TSA <laughs> pre-checked. Yeah, that's, that's a plan. And, but I'll tell you what, and- we need to pull things together and... Uh, We've got a guest coming in the second half hour here, so Yay. and we've got more we um, more um, different Parkland survivors that need to talk. So, but let, let's go to break here and. Um, You're listening to Resistor Sisters. I look like a hooker. They're called sex workers, and they're heroes. Thank you for your service. Resistor Sisters, the podcast men's rights activists love to hate. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go twee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey. 
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Resistor Sisters, destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. That's right. Welcome back to Resistor Sisters Radio. That's episode number five. Not episode number four that I called number five, as previously <laughs> talked about. Because math is hard. Because math is hard. And math I'm is Suze, hard. But I do know that I'm the Suze in Cleveland, coming to you from the roar, the roar by the shore. And joining me is Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, hailing from D.C. I'm coming to you from the swamp. The swamp. You keep saying that. Is it? It's swampy. I never noticed that no, about No, it's DC. not swampy. I love DC, and I, I just want to say, fuck you, you orange shit gibbon. <laughs> and, anyway. and my Minneapolis friend, Heidi. Hello. Hello again. Joining us today, um, uh, Colin and uh, regular contributor and fill-in host at Southern Progressive Revival, Caitlin Chris. Hi. Hi, Caitlin. Uh, Hi, glad to have you here. We can listen to Caitlin Chris on Southern Progressive Revival on IndiaMediaWeekly.com, right? Yes. Yep. You can. You can tune in to Southern Progressive Revival, where you oh, would often hear Caitlin Chris from Des Moines calling in. I'm chatting it up. Yep. As a fill-in host. Yep. Caitlin, you're from Des Moines? Well, I'm in Des Moines. I'm originally from, I'm originally from Madison, Wisconsin, but okay. I'm currently in Des Moines. So you and I are close. Wow. Yep. Wow. Like five hours away. Getting to know <laughs> We like to play that when we find out new information about each other. Oh, I did not know that you lived in Des Moines, Caitlin. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's technically West Des Moines, but at this point, it, there's no there's no real difference one way or the other because they're, they're sort of um, amoeba together. Just embrace it. <laughs> I technically live in Alexandria. I let everybody think I'm in D.C. <laughs> and I walk around the corner. I can see the Washington Monument, the Capitol Building, and National Airport from that corner. And, and I and, say it's from my front porch. And just to give you a little more information on Caitlin, Chris, you're a member, like me, of the Knitterati. Yes. You, you knit, right? Yes. Well, I crochet. I crochet yeah, more than I right. knit, but I do See? know how to knit. Yeah. Okay. You're you're more yeah. the crochet, but we have a divide still, here. Still a yarnista. Well, when, a yarnista, when I when I say, as we like to say. Yeah. When, 
Yes, when I know when I say I know how to knit, I mean it. That's the only stitch in knitting I know how to do. You're not much of a pearl girl. I'm a pearl girl too, so I don't know. I can't, I can't I can't get it to stick in my head how to pearl, so I don't bother. Uh, see, I give out free lessons, but I don't know. Like you're, it's better in person. It's easier for me. In but yeah, we're we're going through some different you know sub subjects today and talking about guns and and parkland and all the all the information that people have talked about i want to i do want to play another one you were um heidi you were mentioning another person um another um survivor of the parkland survivor and i do want to i have another one this is a quick one 41 seconds this might be the one you were talking about but let me okay. play this this clip what do you plan to tell a lawmaker today, Daniel? I'm just trying to create a sense of empathy. Um, fortunately, they weren't they weren't involved in a school shooter, but I was. I was in the building right next to the 1200 building. I heard shots right outside my classroom. The gunman jiggled on my best friend's door handle, and she could have died. And people I know died. My friends died. And I'm just trying to put them in my place for five minutes. I was huddled in a corner for two and a half hours. No one should ever have to go through that ever again. And if if what our government was doing, if our government was doing something correctly, then we wouldn't be here today. And I truly believe that we can come here and make a difference if we all just bond together to pass um, bipartisan legislation. So there's a lot of feedback on that one. I hope you didn't mind that. But it was moving, you know. And his name was um, Daniel Bishop. Was that the yes. one you were thinking of, Heidi? No, uh, I, I, you know, I wish I had his name, but no, that's not that's the okay. one. But he's also completely inspiring though when you hear mm -hmm. what they i mean they're never going to forget this part of their lives it's too unfortunately yeah, yeah. it's terrifying and it's like i'm hoping that this is the last time that this happens yes. some, some different survivors have said that and i'm hoping with the the blue tsunami and the pink tsunami we've got some change coming up you know and I, I don't know if you guys, well, you guys probably knew that, but I'm just going to say this to our ever-growing audience. <laughs> Resistor Radio, Twitter. Yes. Um, here in D.C., we had a whole bunch of schools walk out, walk to the metro, took the metro, and showed up at Union Station in D.C., walked to the Capitol building and walked from the Capitol building to the White House. It was thousands and it was thousands of kids mm -hmm. here in D.C. And it was so inspiring. And and Caitlin, the reason why I didn't the reason why I found it interesting when you said you're from Des Moines, I, I saw that there were kids that left school in, in Iowa. And I think yeah. it was Des Moines. Well, I think it, it was, was Iowa I think it was Iowa City, but I think Des Mo the Des Moines kids did it, too. Yeah, the, the the point that I'm trying to make is that it happened nationwide, yep. and kids are pissed, and kids are smart. The kids are all right. The kids they are know right. what's going on, and they are plugged in, and they're done with this. I mean, you know, here we are, you know, the four of us right now, we we've been done with this too, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. nobody's nobody has listened to us. It, 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 I feel like we've been placated as women. We've been poo-pooed as women. Um, but well, I, I think there are a lot of people kids. out there and they're like, 
well, I like my guns. And it's like, well, you know what? Some guns are killing people. So things have to yes. change. I think we're finally yeah. at the point where the people are going, oh, okay, this is happening on a really regular basis. Totally. Hmm. Maybe Co- things too regular. change. Maybe we should well, do what every other country has done to keep their people from being killed regularly. According to every town, according to every town, there's 90 deaths via gun, via gun violence in some way every day. 90 people die from gun violence. Which is where um, Emma Gonzalez? Yes, Emma Gonzalez. Where she got got the figure of every, you know, $5,800 per person, you know, to make up to 30 million. I have that clip and I'm going to play it. Sorry. Here we go. This is If awesome. the president wants to come up to me and tell me to my face that it was a terrible tragedy and how it should never have happened and m- maintain telling us how nothing is going to be done about it, I'm going to happily ask him how much money he received from the National Rifle Association. So, Emma. She wrote. $5,800. Is that how much these people are worth to you, Trump? If you don't do anything to prevent this from coming, from continuing to occur, that number of gunshot victims will go up, and the number that they are worth will go down. And we will be worthless to you. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA, shame on you. I think it's great she said shame on you instead of fuck you. Yes. I oh, you know she really really wanted to say "fuck you." Yeah, and you know <laughs> well, what? she I probably yeah she probably wanted to yeah. more powerful. Yeah, she probably she wanted to, but but this way this way her clip can actually be played on um, national TV <laughs> without worrying about um, FCC or anything. Exactly. Yeah, she's smart. Right. She's smart. <laughs> yeah. She is. She is media savvy, like so many of those kids from that school who have a media department. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are from that department. Not all of them, but some of them are. They're from. They're, so they're used to speaking in groups. They're used to organizing, getting their things together. I think they have a radio station, if I'm not mistaken, that's on campus. Um, they probably do. It's it's a really really wealthy. It's it's a very wealthy school district. Yes, it is. So it's, it's a pretty something wealthy, that I wish that school yeah. district, right? Yes, it's something I wish that we yes. could have for every school district in America, right? Regardless of school taxes. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that's a woman who knows exactly what she's talking about. Yeah, and, and I really, I think she's very concise. I think it's great that she just, just punch, 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 and she, mm-hmm. she was actually. It was just funny that when I heard it because it's like. Those are so many of the things that Ken was saying. He was showing me the, the, the statistics about all the money that all the 
the Republicans have taken from the NRA. And I'm like, huge. why isn't anybody seeing this? Huge. And then, the yeah, it's huge. Thing to me, when she said $5,800, that's $5,800. And for some people, that's a lot of money. But yep. for a lot of people, that's a drop in the bucket. Caitlin, I mean, what do you think? $5,800 is a lot of money, but it's also not very much in the greater scheme of things because people like, oh, I don't know, Senator Joni Ernst, who gets over, who got over $3 million from the NRA. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of sandwich bags for her shoes. <laughs> oh, and a oh, lot of biscuits. Oh, God, please kill me. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. The but her greater drop. point is the more people that get killed via gun violence the less money every life is worth. Yeah, right. and that's and the thing. That number is going to keep going down, and they're going to keep reporting it, and it, that that's going to hurt them. I think I think that really means something to people. They can hear well, the it. Problem, mm-hmm. right. yeah, the, and the problem is, when she say, you know, when she's like, yeah, but, you know, the number's going to keep going up, and you know, we're, 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 we'll be worth less to you. And I'm like, yeah, the problem is Trump doesn't think you're worth anything to him. <laughs> exactly. That was what oh. I was thinking, too. But but yeah. well, he he doesn't. He doesn't. But I, I. We need to get these people in Congress and Senate out of office that take money from the NRA. Mm-hmm. That's a star. I mean, because we have to like kind of look at things from like a many pronged approach. And yeah. I feel like I'm not, I don't want to go into the whole Trump Russia Mueller thing. <laughs> Trump is here. That's, that's reality. 2018, November, we have to vote these people who just love NRA money. We got to get them out of office. Right. They got to go. They got to go, and I think and other that's people what these are realizing. Kids are saying. It. Yep. Thank God, things might be turning around. <laughs> I am more than happy to have kids who could have been my kids. Actually, no. <laughs> be honest with you. If if I had a kid, my firstborn would have been twenty four. No. Oh. A discussion for another time <laughs> but you know these kids are amazing yeah I'm they yeah they don't happy. have the filter they they they're not sitting there saying okay we got to make sure we say the right thing to the pundits and and they're not massaged by you know media people yeah. they're well, speaking well, their truth and i have another one um delaney tar did you want to hear that one keep that sure Okay, here she goes. As you've heard from my colleagues and my peers, we've been to many rooms, we've spoken to only a few legislators, and try as they might, the most we've gotten out of them is, we'll keep you in our thoughts, you are so strong, you are so powerful. We've heard enough of that. We've heard enough of we are so strong, we are so powerful, because that is not why we are here today. We are not here to be patted on the back. We are not here to be told that we're great, that we're doing so much, because we know what we're doing, and we're doing it for a reason. We're doing it so that our legislators, so that our lawmakers will make a change, so that they will take us seriously, so that they will not dismiss us any longer, so they won't reschedule, so they won't push us into another room as they dance around our questions. 
because we came here prepared and we're going to come to every single meeting with every single legislator prepared. We know what we want. We want gun reform. We want common sense gun laws. We want stronger mental health checks and background checks to work in conjunction. We want a better age limit. We want privatized selling to be completely reformed so you can't just walk into a building with $130 and walk out with an AR-15. We want change and we know how to get this change. $130. Crazy. And did you hear that the NRA has come out in opposition of changing the um, age limit on buying uh, an AR-15? Did they really? Right. Yeah, yeah, because it takes the guns out of out of legal gun owners' hands. Because if and you're, then, yeah, if you if you are that age, you should be allowed to have a gun. Not that gun. Yeah, and did, you, you, oh, that's so you heard crazy. you heard what you heard what um, Cameron Kasky had to say when asked if he was a paid actor, right? Um. Mm. I didn't get that one. I don't think so. we have that audio, yeah. but I well, did it, 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 I think Wolf Blitzer asked him, and he's like, if you'd seen me in my school's production of Fiddle on the Roof, you'd know that I wasn't. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> That's adorable. That's adorable. <laughs> but yeah. You know, so since crazy. this has happened, since I, this I happened. I to, to oh. you women. You can mm-hmm. buy an AR-15 in Florida at the age of 18. But you have to wait until you're 20? 21 to drink. It's a 21 to buy a handgun. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I don't understand that at all. And there's 21 something to buy very alcohol. Wrong. <laughs> something yeah, well, very there's wrong. that. Yeah. But there's something really wrong with that because I, I would like to get to a point where we can all, every one of us across the country, could agree that AR-15s, don't have a use except to just kill people on mass. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, a handgun, I I don't like guns. But a handgun, boom, a handgun. A handgun, 21. you can threaten. AR-15, I mean, you know. Brrr. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think with the with the purchase of the AR-15, you also get the fantasy of killing zombies and people. You know, like zombies, zombies don't exist, I, so there's no reason. I see what you're saying, there's no reason why anyone should really have one. They don't as we talked about last week, you can't use it for hunting. It'll destroy your meat. Yes. So yeah. what do you use it for? Nothing. So killing people. All, yeah, killing people. We're all on the same page. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, let me, all right, let, let me get through. Let's see. I have another one. Um, oh, the last Parkland survivor. I'm going to play his. So here you go. I fully respect all of our amendments, including the second. But in Maryland, they have proven that the second amendment does not protect these types of weapons. They have banned over 45 different kinds of assault weapons, including the AR, including the AR. They have banned, uh, they have limited magazine sizes. They have proven that it's not like we have to lose our second amendment. You know, these, the second amendment, I believe, was for defense. And I fully respect that, like I said, but these, these are not weapons of defense. These are weapons of war. 
And I just, I still can't fathom that I'm myself am able to purchase one. So, yeah, I think he kind of summed it up pretty well. I just want to put a little punch into this. Mm -hmm. That clip was from Sam Zeeth. Yeah. And he was addressing Trump today directly. At the listening 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 session. Yeah. And this is also the kid who, um, he, he, that was Sam Zeef, and he, mm-hmm. he had a text ex- exchange. I am not good with the ex and the church. Mm. Text exchange? Oh. He was, that, that kid was texting with his brother when the shooting was happening. That kid was trying to figure out whether his younger brother was going to live or die, who was just a couple of floors up during the shooting. Yeah, that's terrifying. And that kid had to go in and try to figure out gun laws. It's been one week. It's been one week. He didn't know anything about gun laws. And suddenly he's in the White House. I, I know. But suddenly he's in the White House talking to the president. I hate saying that. I really do. <laughs> but he is. He really is the president. And trying to tell him, don't you get it? Maryland. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, Caitlin. But he said, doesn't. I hear you, so he must get it. Just kidding. Just oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, I, have, I have a little bonus thing for y'all. Before we end the show, you know when the we, when they when they talk about this money, like I just don't even understand what you could buy to make yourself feel better. Well, after people die from taking money from the NRA, you know, I just don't understand. Is that hot tub really going to make you feel better? It wouldn't make me feel better, you know. It's just it's disgusting to me. I don't get it either. I'm really glad you brought. I don't get it. Oh, you get the money from the NRA so you can run again, but yeah, well, he spent it all on. What are you selling your soul or something? Yeah, totally selling your soul for your blood, your blow with your blood money. Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. So, Caitlin, what? Yes, Heidi. I'm talking too much. I do that. <laughs> well, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that. Going back several minutes, um, when when you were talking about, um, you know, just the gun, you know, gun violence itself, the U.S. is about four point two percent of the world's population. We own over forty percent of the world's non-military wow. arsenal. Wow! And we. The United States itself is more than 60% of the world's mass shootings. Yeah. That's it's awesome. disturbing. It's so, disturbing. It's a recipe for disaster. How sarcastic. can it not So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Let me, because <laughs> I was going to finish my thought here. So, uh, when, when we bring up this issue about... Um, about gun control and we don't need that we need more guns Mm -hmm. 
you know, those numbers that I gave you are where we're at today. Australia had a mass shooting in 1997, and they changed the laws in Australia to make it more, much more difficult to yeah. buy a firearm. Yep. How many mass shootings have they had since then? Zero. Zero. Yep. In Switzerland, Switzerland, they have what you would consider, and this is what gun people love to bring up, they have more guns than we do. They do. The issue is, is they are highly regulated. I have, I have relatives in, oh. in, in Switzerland. So what happens is if I have a weapon, if I have a gun in, in uh, Switzerland, mm-hmm. my ammunition is regulated. So I can't get 1,200 rounds of ammunition with my whatever gun I have. They have, you are given however many bullets for that gun and you are, you know, it is regulated. And if in every, I think if I remember correctly, it's every six months, they come back and they, okay, did you do this? Have you done that? Are you, you know, and if you screw up, they take it away. So they do have higher gun ownership than we do here but they have nowhere near the number of gun deaths neither mm-hmm. does norway sweden denmark germany france italy you know great britain new zealand japan china china i think it was the same week as sandy hook had a guy go into a school with a knife uh, trying to attack children yep he had I think he stabbed 60. Oh my God. You want to give nobody wanna... died. Right. No. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Not one of them died. And why is that? Because he didn't use a fucking gun sure. because he had a knife. And when we, when we talk about this and, and, and some people say this cannot be an emotional issue that this has to be, this has to be well. We both have to sit down at a table, and we have Wait, to talk who says about. This cannot be an emotional issue. <laughs> well, that's that's the argument. Every this, one this of can't that. be an emotional discussion. This has to be. We sit down at a table and we hash this out. Like we're, you know, we're hashing out. Does does are we going to go to the movie that Rain decides to go to, or I decide to go to together with everybody? It's not what's listening. What. It should be or Susan's. And this should so, also be political, right? But when and I don't and and I don't know if any of you've seen this video, but there is a video from inside a park this this high school, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize when I wa- was watching the video that I was going to see what I was going to see, but I did, and I can't stop freaking thinking about it. So I'll, let me set it up for you. It's it's the the video starts. It's a girl. I you can obviously tell it's a girl because they're you know they're talking and they're crying and they're and and it's a classroom and you see that there's an FBI or, or I'm sorry SWAT team member because you see SWAT on the back of his jacket or his his vest and you can kind of see him crouch down and he picks up this girl and she's obviously still alive because she's you know she's moving around and stuff. Um, and I don't know how badly she was hurt, but she was in his in his arms. He grabs her in his arms and takes her out. And everybody's crying and 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 or you know just doing that murmuring thing that you do when you're you know whispering to each other. And 
off in the distance, you can kind of hear somebody mumble or somebody say something. And what they're saying is to everybody get out of the room and, and follow me is kind of, I guess, what was going on. So they do. And as they get up, she pans over to the side where they had just taken that girl. And there is a student with her face blown off. Whoa. And I'm not even, and when I say that, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm absolutely wow. telling you seriously that that's what I saw. And I was what, and, and it was obvious who it was now or who this person was now. But at the time I was looking at the pictures of the students going, that's not her. That wasn't her. That wasn't her. Where is she? Well, the reason they, it took them a while to let her picture get out was because it took that long for them to positively identify her because her face was gone. Yeah. And you have, you have to make sure that it is who you think it is and you can't assume that it is because you don't want it. You know, you don't want to say it's this person when it's actually that person. Exactly. So it took like, it, it took a long time a longer time than was necessary to ID the student because her face was gone. Sure. And, and that's why when I was watching Sandy Hook, I was watching TV when it first started. There was a lot of mis misinformation in those first four hours. Yes. I really, it was disgusting. I was just like, shut up, people, because there are family members that, I mean don't know what's going on if you right. say the wrong information this could really hurt people don't right well and, and they were still reporting and they were still talk 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 talking you know and it it took a long time for sandy hook kids to be identified as well because what does that kind of weapon do to a body that's small yeah um awful. but you know, but the whole thing is, is it's easy. I mean, if, if this was a bomb, if somebody, you know, did a Timothy McVeigh, got a, you know, rider truck, filled it with explosives and brought it to the school, blew the school up, we would already have legislation to make sure that that could never happen again, depending on what they put in the, you know, in the rider truck. And if the guy was a person of color, uh, God forbid, an immigrant or Muslim, we would... You can just stop would... it, guy. What? <laughs> you can just stop it, guy. Yeah. But you don't have to I bring mean... up Muslim or immigrant. But no, but what I'm saying guy. is, if, if it was that, we would have... He would be deported. I mean, you know that the asshole in the White House would be doing something about that part of it. The fact that he is not an angry white boy or an angry white man, it would be, let's focus on the scary part that, that will get my people riled up. And that's the Muslim, undocumented, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is... It it just continues to be the you know the same thing all the time with these things is oh we're going to feel really bad but then we're not going to do anything and that and I'm hopeful I'm so hopeful like you know talking about these amazing kids I really hope that we can get something I mean they can get something accomplished because well, I, I, I think they're speaking very well. They're giving right. you information. They're kind of saying, this is what we want, this, this, this. And I, and I really but like... But they're not giving up. I mean, that's... I mean, for me, that's... 
I mean, let's be honest, the generation before us, our generation, I don't know if there's really, a, is there a generation after us before them? I don't know. I get confused. Yes. Yeah, so. But, <laughs> but I think that we have failed and I'm saying collectively we, not just all of us on this, on this, you know, uh, but, and I think maybe it's going to need to be them. You know, they have grown up where 9-11, they were taught 9-11 in their history books. They didn't yeah. witness it. They have I always like had. Me, they weren't born. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. They weren't born when 9-11 happened. Um, some of them, well, not all of them. that's 17 or 16 would have, you know. The victim, you know, the victims that were 14 and 15, they, you know, so, but school shootings have always been a part of their lives. Mm -hmm. they, it's always been a part of their lives. I mean, when, when I was a kid, we still had at the beginning, not at the end, we still had drills for nuclear bomb, a nuclear exactly. bomb. Hitting us, you know, so yeah. you, I didn't hear you hide under your desk. I mean, how ridiculous. I mean, come on. Um, we were worried about the Cold War, you know? Yeah. Thinking Russia was going to come and attack us. Oh, yeah. God, Russia. Again, again, again. So, Caitlin, <laughs> do you want to jump in? Well, I was just thinking about the fact that I, I vaguely remember when I was about seven or so at my elementary school. I think we had... Um, you know, it was either a bomb drill or a tornado drill. There was nothing. There was nothing about you know, you know, active shooter drill or anything. Right. We had tornado drills too. Yeah. Yeah. Where I mean, you stand yeah. in the hallway, away from the window, put your yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, it it's a midwestern like thing. We're kind of all the same <laughs> age, but um, you know, the Boomtown Rats had that song. I don't like Mondays, which is about. I hate you hate the Boomtown Rats or you hate the song? No, I hate Mondays. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> so does Garfield. Mondays, but he loves to write a blog for Four Freedoms. <laughs> but, See um, what I did there? Yeah. I put a good. plug in. You put a plug in. Good job. Good job. Um, and we're really familiar with that at Indie Media Weekly. Um, and Turn Up the Night listeners <laughs> do love it. Um, but what I'm saying is, uh, Boomtown Rats had that song, I Don't Like Mondays, and it was about a shooter that, that shot up their high school, but it was about yeah. a female shooter. And it's just so funny that, like, it was like, oh, that's such a scary song, and it's just so weird. And it's like, there are no female shooters. Have there, has there been a, a female shooter at all? Not, 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 you know, not since, since before Columbine. Yeah. Yeah, and even if there was one or two, let's let's take let's take a look at the let's take a look at the amount of white male shooters. Mm-hmm. They're all because almost all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's just look at the evidence. Are you and talking the, just mass yeah. shooters or are you just are you talking in general? I'm talking in general at this point. Oh, okay. Quite honestly. I really am. Because pretty much every mass shooting ha involves a white dude. Except yep, for the one true. in Case in 2003 that I was talking about. He was from India, but it's Case. So, you know. The point yeah, is it, here. The point is. And I think San, I think San Bernardino was, was also, you know, right. but at the same time. And Pulse. He was a male. 
Yeah, he was a guy. Well, Pulse was Sam Bernardino was was a husband and wife acting on it. Right. But I'd be willing I'd be willing to bet if the husband wasn't involved, the wife wouldn't have done it. Right. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on that. So okay, I'll take it back. My point is, it doesn't it's, have to it's be hard a white to find shooter. Out. How about we go with male shooters? Yeah. Because really, the evidence, male shooters. My 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 point is. It's hard to figure out who's going to do this. And you know why? Because we're an angry society and it's mm -hmm. hard yeah. and people are going to want to kill themselves. And sometimes they're going to want to take out other people. Just just get the guns out of their hands. Let's just get the guns out of their hands. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's impossible Reduce to figure access. out who is angry enough to kill people, who has a mental health issue. Trust me. It's hard to tell who has a mental health issue. <laughs> oh, Virginia Tech wasn't the Virginia Tech shooter wasn't white either. Right. He, was, he was East Asian, Gen. but yeah. still he yes, was a, he was a guy. Right. He was a guy. Right. Yeah, but that's right, Caitlin. But here's I don't I don't know how we're going to solve this, but I really kind of go back to this thought process that they are not a criminal until. They become a criminal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, you know, that guy had some problems and nobody paid attention to it. And, and the, guy, the, guy who shot, the guy who shot, yeah, the guy who shot up Parkland, he was visited by the authorities 39 yes. times. 39, yes. yeah. But they didn't do anything. And he wasn't a criminal until he killed people. Oh, but he wasn't. You're saying he he was visited by the authorities, but he didn't. He wasn't a felon. He wasn't. No, he didn't have any misdemeanors. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's hard to tell who is gonna. It's hard. Let's just get the guns out of their hands. Yeah. Let's it's the a, access to the guns that's the problem. It is. And, and other countries let's have solved this problem. Any gun, let's get any gun that shoots bullets <laughs> like that. Sorry yeah. for my sound effects. Get them out of our... Just get them out. Yeah, and can... Get can, rid of them. And we need to do more than just ban bump stocks because that's, you know... That's a... That's nothing burger, that's a nothing burger. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, but the, the people that are, are pro guns, the they. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. You go. I was just going to say the people that are pro guns uh, will say things like, oh, well, it's great and it's therapeutic. It's not. That's the thing. Like, that's the thing that I had a family member that they killed himself. And he was one of those don't tread on me and la 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 you know but it, it was it's it's a hard thing and i i don't think i don't know it's kind of a long i feel story. like i really do feel like i don't like that people are trying to say gun control mental health and gun control over here put mental health over there yeah stop Stop conflating this. Yeah, I, I, I mean that sincerely. Here's and, the thing. Um, I was also, th I was also thinking about. Sorry, I was also thinking about the fact that 
a lot of people who are gun owners keep their guns locked up and or stored at the gun range. Most yeah. people, most people that I know, and I think my facts will bear this out, they they kind of keep their guns in their own gun lockers mm-hmm. or the gun range. Everybody we need to I do something about lunatics. Their own gun, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping in the next. I just here. I'm hoping we can talk about this next in an issue. Just here's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm very upset about this. Today, we lost a police officer mm-hmm. in Prince George's County in Maryland. And he was off duty. And, um. He was defending. He, he was asked to come over to help protect a neighbor. And that neighbor was in the middle of a domestic violence dispute. Oh. He was killed. And he was off duty. Yeah, and, and of course, the, 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 there was two police officers killed in um, Des Moines last year mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little over a year ago and um the shooter was a white guy a trump supporting he was, was a trump supporting white guy mm. i i want us in the future to talk about domestic abuse and guns yeah um, because well, way too many get killed well i tweeted um today that um domestic this is the country where women are at, at in the most danger due to gun yes. violence. But rain the the yep. Maryland, the thing you were talking about doesn't that disprove the whole a good guy with a gun can take care of a bad guy with a gun thing? It completely disproves it. Yeah, it completely disproves it. This guy, this I, I can't. I don't have his name off the top of my head, but he was he was. He, he graduated from West Point. He was a Marine. Mm-hmm. He was the father of four. And he's dead. He's dead. But you're saying because, he's fully trained and still. It just happens. Yes. You know, it's it happens really quickly. And Yeah. We have to do something. We have to do something about guns in this country. Yeah. We... You really do. And that's the thing. Like, the way people go to it um, is like, oh, well, this is so hard an issue. It's like, no, it's not. It's ha- Other countries have taken care of it. Australia has taken care of it. Um, yeah. Japan has taken care of it. They've kind of just banned guns. And it has gotten better. That's it. Like, it's it's not like a special, it's it's not that difficult. There's a very simple formula, formula that other countries have used. And for some reason, everyone in America thinks that, oh, this is just, this is hard. It's it hard. shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. We're America. We're a democracy. Why is it this hard? Money. Yeah, money, and in the past, people have wanted to keep their guns, and I think I th- I'm hoping that things can change soon. And we're we're all of on the same side here, so it makes it a you know an easy discussion. But I'm I hoping- know we have to 
mm-hmm. know we have to close up the show soon, but I got to tell you something. Yeah, how many minutes do we have? Because I am not following. Not many. <laughs> not many, but I got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I was completely offended that today, during Trump's listening session, he actually said, well, perhaps we should arm the teachers. But I got something else. I got something else to close out the show, if you all want to close out the show. Yeah. Trump actually had... Oh, my God. Trump actually had, in his hand, notes. Yeah. Yep. That it wasn't in his handwriting... They're saying Ivanka wrote it. I don't know who wrote it. So, Caitlin, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know who wrote it, but I'm looking right now at the notes. Yeah. And two and three were covered up. But number one of his his messaging Mm -hmm. was, what would would you most want me to to know about your experience? (laughs) Number two. What could, what can we do to make you feel better? Mm. I can't read three and four, but here is what was written on Trump's notes. Number five. I hear you. What? I'm. I hear you. Yeah. And then, did you see on his on his cuffs is embroidered forty five. Forty five. Yes. Yeah. Yes. On his cuffs, on the cuff of his shirt, the it shirt, was shirt cuffs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So he has to have notes to actually ha- see human. He it can't <laughs> come from the heart. Heidi, he I has mean, to he have can't, notes to say. I he can't. I mean, remember when Sandy God Hook damn. happened and Barack Obama went to Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. spoke with. Every parent of every child, I oh, think every wow. everyone, even the even yeah, the uh, adults that were killed, and he spent hours, hours, he was there for over two hours. Well, no, uh, four, he was there for four, but I think he met with them for like a two and a half, three. Uh, but yes. he talked to each of them. He talked to mm-hmm. their their you know their their brothers and their sisters, and they I think they brought like little. Um, toys for the kids that were in the rooms with with their parents and every time he left that room he was you know they had to hand him tissue and then walk you know because he was i mean a a human being with feeling can't go into that room into those rooms because there was four i believe or three with families of dead children killed by somebody with a with a with a high I mean it's with the not same like you know gun. it's not like hold on with the same, same gun, gun that was mm-hmm. used at Sandy Hook right plowed down these kids right. in Parkland right we have a president who needed a cheat sheet yeah to act human to yes. act human cuz he's a sociopath I mean, he's a horrible I mean he has animal he has no empathy he doesn't have the, he can't show human empathy it's like no. it's like he's a lizard person that has no actual feeling i, I mean it's it's just one of those it's just mind-boggling because when i first saw what rain was speaking of uh and and caitlin was speaking of i 
I was like, that's got to be Photoshop. That can't be real. So I went, uh, you know, I'm I'm on Google. No, I've and never I'm seen seeing anything that's not real. Well, yeah, well we no, did, but you know what I'm saying. Because shit happens and people, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I'm going through and every news outlet has the same thing. Yep. You know, so it's not like it's just from The Hill or it's not just from MSNBC or NBC. It's from everybody. It's like, oh, my God, are you, you know, so, I mean, why, do you, you know, why bother to freaking Photoshop it? Because it's going to be real anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's something stupid, he's going to do it. I, and I, you know, I just don't, I, I don't know, every day I just shake my head and wonder. I, I'm waiting for Ashton Kutcher to jump out of the corner because I'm, I'm, I swear we're being punked. This cannot be real. Every damn day. Uh, it's true. It's true, Rain. Do you have any final thoughts, Rain? You want to put out before we wrap up here? I'm I'm a wanting the blue tsunami to be a pink tsunami. <laughs> a blue and pink, lovely purple tsunami. Yes, I want women to rule the world. Well, so long as the woman in question doesn't say something stupid like most of the mass shooters turn out to be Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, Caitlin. I'm so happy you joined us tonight. I, I really am. Awesome. But I will correct this. I want all of the blue women to root for a pink tsunami. I want women yes. to rule the world. It could happen. It could happen. Things are changing. It, it could be awesome. Yep. So, all right. Well, guys, it was it was great to talk to y'all and. Um, Hopefully, uh, thank you for joining us, Caitlin. Yeah, yeah thank you, thank you very me. much, Caitlin. Yeah, and uh, we will see you all next week. <laughs> Resistor Sisters, destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time.